Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen, amen. God is a wonderful God, and I'm glad that you have tuned in this day to get a rhema, a customized word of God for you. I'm going to say for your world, for your bubble, for your hangout, that God will lend an ear to you. We just finished three weeks of an incredible series called Stress Out, meaning the stress has to go out. We weren't trying to stress you out. We're trying to de-stress you and bring some things to you over the last couple of weeks. I felt that it went well. I've gotten several comments, and you, some of you have texted me and called me with some personal uh, victories in your life. And so I'm rejoicing with you, and I'm glad that you received what the Word of the Lord has for you. Today, I want to preach to you on another direction. If you want to follow with me on the screen, Acts chapter 3 and verses 1 through 8. The Bible says, One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a crippled man from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put up, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Someone shout, in the name of Jesus Christ. Of Nazareth. He just simply says one word, walk. Walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. I want to encourage somebody today. I want to preach to you on this title, Faith in Uncertain Times. Faith in Uncertain Times. Lord Jesus, help us for the next little bit to stay focused, God, to a screen or a mobile device. As we make adjustments, God, leaning into the Word of God in our homes, in our lives. I pray, God, as we preach from this sacred pulpit and desk, that you will minister to somebody today, tomorrow, next week that watches this. That you would bless the hearers, God. And when we hear, we will do. I ask the Spirit of God to flow through me as an anointed apostolic preacher today. As I preach to your people, faith in uncertain times, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Before you're seated, if you're standing, clap your hands and say, In the name of Jesus, all things are possible. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord is somewhat predictability, predictable, unpredictable. You can predict Him, but you can't. Just when you think that you have Him figured out, He'll pay the taxes by a coin in a fish's mouth. 
Just when you think you know how he's going to deal with a situation, he'll put mud in a blind man's eye and tell him to go wash it off. Just about the time you have all the answers, you'll find him calling a dead girl sleepy, facing a multitude of hungry people with a half dozen of fish sandwiches, or strolling on a stormy sea at 3 a.m. One thing I do find consistently about him, he always changes people that he comes in contact with. Every scripture, every example in the Gospels when Jesus ministered, when he came in contact with somebody's life, when somebody let him in, he changed their situation. Maybe they were in an uncertain time. Maybe they had a little bit of faith or a lot of faith or maybe no faith at all. But I'm preaching to you this morning about faith in uncertain times. Zacchaeus goes from a cheater to a man making restoration after one lunch. Why? Because Jesus came in contact with him. Andrew and John leave the nets to follow him at one command. He changed their life. He changed their future. The trajectory of their life changed that day. They got up in the morning, went down to the seashore with their dad for the family business. And before they went home that night, Jesus touched them and he changed them forever. Leopards were cleansed by one touch of the master's hand. Devils departed at one word. Next week wasn't like last week because of him. The future was different than the past because of him. Tomorrow looked brighter than yesterday because of him. This is what I know. He finds you here, but he takes you there. He picks up one thing and he puts other things back together. He meets you where you are and he propels you to where he wants you to be. When you come in contact with Jesus, he changes things. You could be in an uncertain time and we are. You could be worried and people are. You could be discouraged and people are. Those are times of uncertainty. But let me tell you something this morning, today, that faith, prevails in uncertain times. I've seen the masks. I've seen the hats. I've seen the memes. I've seen the graphics. I've seen the t-shirts that says faith over fear. That is a cool marketing program. That's a great little slogan. I like the graphics. I'm a former graphic designer. That's really cool. But I want it to be cool than a graphic on your social media page. I want you to understand, yes, Faith is greater than fear, and faith is over fear. And even though you may be uncertain about some things, will I get furloughed? Will I get laid off? Will I find something before unemployment uh, runs out? Will this all go away? Will I get sick? If you're not careful, you will worry yourself to death, and you will be sick from stress. You will be sick from worry. But the scripture setting in verse chapter 2 tells us of a certain lame man, never walked, no name, only one of many who cluttered the streets of Jerusalem every day. He was rather of no consequence in the worldwide scheme of things. But the Bible says this, that they laid him every day at the gate called beautiful. The sad thing is that the gate was just outside the temple complex. This didn't even place him near the inner court. He was just on the fringes. He was close enough to see the glory of God radiate 
from the Holy of Holies. He was close enough to see the sacrifices being made. He was close enough to hear the high priest of the ceremony, but he was outside the gates called beautiful. But somebody took him there. I wonder if you drill down on the narrative. Did he ask people to take him? Was he wanting just to change the scenery? Did he have a mother that was praying for him and said, son, I'm going to take you here. Did he have a family that cared about him? He was definitely in uncertain times, but somebody loved him enough. Hear me this morning. Somebody loved him enough to pick him up and to move him across town and take him down the streets, the dusty road, and sit him at the gate, beautiful, hoping, praying, thinking that he's going to be different one day. And every day in uncertain times, they laid him there and he sat there. And what he did, he begged, give me some money, give me some food. Maybe in his mind and spirit, his faith had been dashed. Maybe he had no intentions of being healed. It was just a great place to prop yourself up because people came strolling through. There was a lot of traffic and a lot of potential customers and a lot of potential donors and partners with my little tin can. The Bible doesn't tell us why he was sitting there, but I do know this, that he was in an uncertain time. Just close enough to hear what was going on. Just close enough to hear the rejoicing of the people and the praise from the synagogue, just close enough to hear and know about the sacrifices, but he couldn't quite get in. Others entered with rich blessings of worship, and he was just lying nearby. Others went home with testimonies while he just lied outside the temple gates. Uncertain times. Is this my calling in life? Am I going to be here forever? Every day, he watched them come and go. He saw others rejoice. He looked at their faces who received their miracle, but he was still lying at the gate. He was just close enough to get a little bit of what someone else had. He was just close enough to hear what was going on. You can't always put your finger on the reason why, but he was a cripple. You may ask me, why was he a cripple? We don't know why he was a cripple. He was crippled from his mother's womb. And so you just can't always put your finger on the reason why. Things don't always make sense. But if he was crippled from his mother's womb, he was crippled from birth. And his mother tended to them. Can I tell you something today? That the church is like a spiritual mother to you. But some of you have been crippled ever since you have been in the church. What do you mean, pastor? I feel fine. I'm in good shape. I do cardio. I go to the gym. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a spiritual relationship with your mother, the church of the living God. Your worship has been crippled because of uncertainty. Your giving has been crippled because of uncertainty. Your prayer life has been crippled because of of uncertainty. Your peace has been crippled because of uncertainty. Your righteous conduct has been crippled because of uncertainty. Oh, you've been around it all the time. Everybody knows how to find you. In fact, you come to every service, but you're just laying around hoping to hear the voice of God, hoping to get a fresh anointing, hoping to get refilled. And you see yourself in the message this morning. You're watching and you're wishing and you're longing and you're begging. Can I have a little bit of your commitment? 
Can I touch a little bit of your joy, sir? Can I experience a little bit of your worship? That's what he was doing. And some of us, if we're not careful in this day and age, we can find ourselves like the symbolic lame man sitting out somewhere, always needing something. But the story changes one day in his life. He sees Peter and John coming into the temple, and he's asking for alms. He's asking for money. Why? This is why he's doing that, because God always responds to the cry for mercy. I'm going to slow down right now. Because when you cry for mercy, and you acknowledge who you are, Lord, I need a brand new touch. My strength from yesterday is gone. I feel weary. I feel crippled. I feel discouraged. I feel upset. I feel angry. I feel, and you just fill in the blank to identify with your emotions. And then this morning with the preaching, you have an opportunity to cry out for mercy. I do understand this, my friend. God always responds to a cry for mercy. So when you ever feel down and out, just lift up your voice and raise your hands to God with a humble heart and say, God, have mercy on me, my God. Oh, heal my mind. Touch my family. Touch my marriage. Touch my finances. Touch my children. Keep your hand on this situation. And you're asking God to have mercy on you. And every time, God will respond to that. Someone has to catch the attention of God today. He has an eye fastened on you. Yes, I've said that right. God has an eye fastened on every one of us. And if you're going to compel him to come into your life, into your situation, you're going to have to cry out for mercy. I'm preaching about faith in uncertain times. We are in times of uncertainty. I'm queued up on the news just like you. I live in the same county as you do. I live in the same state, and I'm aware of what's going on, and there are things that are uncertain. What's the correct answer? When will this lift? When will we get the economy started back? When will everybody get back to work? When can the kids go back to school? When can we go back to the normal life? And I don't know that anybody has the real exact answer. Do you really think that you are lost and God can't find you? You are like the lame man living in the 21st century. That somehow your pain, your question, your confusion, or even your mistakes have hindered you from missing an action. And God is not knowing where you're at. Yes, my friend, I need to assure you today. God knows exactly where you are at. Exactly. Although you may feel like you in an uncertain time and situation, God knows exactly where you are at. Psalms chapter 139, verses 7 and 8 says this, Whether shall I go from thy spirit, or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven... Thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. He, the lame man, fastened his eyes on the two apostles that day. 
And he began to have a conversation with them. You see, here's what I want you to notice. He asked them for alms. He asked them for money. He asked them for something in a monetary fashion or value. But what this man didn't know today, that his healing and his restoration was going to come through two men that had no money to help him with. What he didn't know that day, what he was expecting them to pull out of their pockets and say, hey, here's five bucks, here's ten bucks, here's some coins, I'm sorry, I don't have much. Greater than the monetary need in his life was a miraculous healing in his body. Makes me think about some of us that we are focused on something we think that we need that will fix the situation. We need this. I need alms. I need silver and gold. And God has something greater than that. Because watch this. If God made him whole, then he could work and earn his own alms. If God supplied him alms for the day, the day comes and goes, and the very next day, he's back in the same situation. So God says, I can do better than that. Hey, give me five bucks, sir. You got an extra dollar? I don't have any money. But what I do have is a healing and a restoration of your body. So you'll be able to earn your own alms tomorrow. You can go back to your family and live a normal life. You see, here's the thing about the lame man. I don't think he could think that far down the road because the miracle was out of his possibilities. It's supernatural. So how many of us today are focusing on something that we said, this will fix the problem? This will render me peace. If you've never made a big thing of it, but maybe you've got some crippled emotions. That scar that just won't go away. That habit that addicts you. That fear that torments you. That question that has no answers. That loneliness that knows no comfort. Crippled. Lame. That pain that nothing soothes. I'm telling you this morning, the Holy Ghost said to tell you that He hears you. In the past, we'd sing a song that the Holy Ghost told me, everything's going to be all right. The Holy Ghost is telling me to tell you today that He has heard you. I want you to notice verse 5. And He, the lame man, gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. 
But I've got something that will take you from looking to leaping. God always does more than we can do. It's the supernatural. Something that would take you from just looking at people. The Bible says that he was running and rejoicing and leaping in the temple. How could this man be that? He's lame. His twin brother. No. That's the guy you saw when you came in. What happened? He had faith in uncertain times. New emotions. What do you need? New peace. Come on, where are you crippled today? And for some of you, I know you won't tell anybody. It's hidden. But when you reconcile with yourself, you might be crippled somewhere. Emotions, peace, you need a new life, new salvation. The very thing that had been crippled became strong. What am I saying? I'm saying this, that your crippled joy can laugh again. Hmm. I feel the Holy Ghost, my friend. I'm serious. Your crippled peace can sleep again. Your crippled family can be whole again. Your crippled relationship can be mended again. Faith in uncertain times. Your crippled life can be restored again. Your crippled soul can rejoice again. Your crippled marriage can breathe new life again. And God is just speaking through me today to tell you I don't have the money to fix it. I don't have the money to loan you to pay rent. I don't have the money to loan you to catch up on your mortgage. Silver and gold have I none, but I stand on the promise of the apostles such as I have. Give I what is that, Pastor? That's hope. That's faith. That's restoration. That's all these things. Wherever you're crippled, my faith with your faith brings restoration. My times are uncertain, Pastor. I don't know. I know that's why I'm preaching about faith. Fear is striked out in red. What is that? That's the blood of Jesus. There's a red line through faith. Satan, the blood of Jesus, is against you. The prophet Isaiah said, No weapon or no tongue formed against you shall prosper. Listen to me for a minute. Times are uncertain because we see the tongue and we hear it. It's forming. But the takeaway from the scripture is, it won't prosper against me. It may surround me. It may try to overtake me. It may try to climb the wall. No weapon, no tongue. I hear people saying things. It's okay. They're not going to win. If you're walking in the Spirit and you're an apostolic believer and you have faith in uncertain times, there's a promise in the Word of God, a covenant, that it will not overtake you. Somebody needs to receive this right now. 
You need to bring this down and use my faith and the prophetic preaching. Let it mend your broken heart, your crippled legs, so that this week you can go running and leaping and rejoicing through the temple, as it were. I like Micah 7 and 8. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise again. I shall rise again. Watch this. When I fall, there's an implication there. I'm going to fall. Okay, when I fall, I'm going to rise again. When I sit in darkness, an implication, a connotation, I'm going to be in dark times. The Lord shall be a light unto me. Rejoice not again. Don't feel sorry for me. Oh, you poor thing, you poor little Christian. Oh, you sad. No, 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 no. Don't waste your time. Because when I fall, I'm going to rise again. When I get discouraged, hear me somebody. I'm going to shout with a voice of triumph again. When I get a little upset or things don't go my way, I'm going to climb the mountain again. And the Lord shall be a light unto me. It's in the Word. The Word of God is chalked with so many promises of victory. And sometimes in darkness, sometimes in uncertain times, sometimes in fear, we can't see and push through to that promise. So that's why I'm here preaching to you today. Faith in uncertain times. Let me pray for us. I want you to take the faith. If you're able to stand where you are in your home, stand with me. Let's conclude this like a real service here in Old Town Temecula. Let's not shortchange the altar call. The praise team's coming. They're going to lead you into another worship set. But I want you to get your mind on Jesus right now. Let me give you just a moment. If people are stirring around in your home, if people are talking, come on, everybody get your mind on the screen. Everybody look at pastor right now. Everybody look at this platform. I'm going to pray a prophetic prayer on us for this week. And what I want you to do, the praise team is just going to usher right in after me. And then I want you to just lift your hands and I want you to take on the praise with them. And I want you just to follow them deep into the Holy of Holies on the highway of praise. And let God take this prophetic word and begin to water it and nurture it. And so that your relationship, your mind, your darkness, all the crippledness of the insides of who you are that we do not see, that God begins to restore those through the power of faith from this word. Heavenly Father, in your precious name, I anoint every hearer, every view on this screen, Lord, that they would receive an anointing, Christ, as if they were sitting on the front row in this sanctuary. And the glory cloud is thick in the house. And the Shekinah glory of God is descended upon this house today. And it is dispensing hope and healing and restoration. And lame and crippled people are being made whole. 
maybe not physically, maybe not outwardly, but on the inside, the crippledness is coming together, God. And these dead bones and these dry bones and these cracked bones and these bones that have not been working right are coming together under the power of a message that is from God today for this house and these people. I pray this in the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name. Now, what I want you to do, lift your voice in your home. I want you to begin to shout with a voice of triumph. Some of you begin to speak in tongues and pray in tongues. And the praise team is going to lead us into a, half, a, a highway of worship in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.